Forks up, everybody. It's me, Dave Cathy, writer of the Food Dude column and eater of the delicious and increasingly more nutritious, but not today. Today, we're talking meatloaf. Better put a bib on. Those salivary glands might go into overdrive talking championship meatloaf and where to find it on Community Table. Back in January, an informal gathering of local chefs and kitchen pros, calling itself Kitchen Brigade 405, pitted themselves against each other for a meatloaf showdown at the Hamilton Supperette and Lounge. Out of 17 entries, Chef Ryan Parrott's version took top honors. The chefs themselves did the voting with peripheral help from bloggers, restaurateurs, and wine merchants. On Wednesday, Parrott put his championship meatloaf on the menu at Picasso Cafe. He dropped by the studio recently to tell us how to develop the dish. So, you know, of course, I mean, what I have to go on for meatloaf is what my mom made. Right, right. So I, you know, I kind of, kind of took it off of that, and I've, I've played with this a little bit when I've made meatloaf, you know, over the years. But, you know, she would basically take like canned vegetable soup, yeah, uh, you know, breadcrumbs and stuff like that, or cracker crumbs, mm-hmm. and uh, and season it up. So I kind of, I kind of started walking that backwards, going, well, we'll put some stock in there. So I got some veal stock in it, and you know, some vegetables and stuff. So I did caramelized onions and roasted peppers. And she used to take it and she would make it in the, like the butt pan. Yeah, sure. And right, right before it was finished baking, she'd pull it out and put uh, like sharp cheddar cheese on top of it and then put it back in and let it cook on top of there. So I started thinking about that and was kind of thinking about the competition going, well, I don't want to try to have this, you know, we're just going to set it out and present it. Mm -hmm. So I put cheese in it. In so it, yeah, inside, inside get your the, flavor, but yeah. you don't worry about the yeah. That's smart, yeah. And then I put some uh, applewood smoked bacon in it, along with the the ground beef. Nice. So, um, so you know that to me, I mean, I put a lot of stock in there because I wanted to. To me, I hate dry meatloaf, you know, yes. and uh, so you know that was that was kind of the kind of the inspiration behind it. Of course, was mom's, but then yeah, and then you you smothered it in something yeah. mom never <laughs> she never did. Uh, of course not. <laughs> you know, because I think I mean most people probably did. You know, ketchup or some kind of tomato yeah. sauce, and yeah, I made demi-glace and put more applewood smoked bacon in it, and mm-hmm. chipolini onions, and uh, so a little bit of jalapeno. Yeah, got to with, in this part of the country. Sure. Yeah, yeah. reduce that down. I had a little bit of whiskey in it, a yeah. little bit of molasses. So. Yeah, it was stupid good. I mean, it wasn't cheating at at any in any way, but it had the taste of lucky you cheated. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you went like yeah, because you basically made like beef bourguignon into a meatloaf kind of yeah, not, not the loaf part right, but the sauce part yeah. That was like essentially like what makes beef bourguignon so good yeah. You know, just the goodies. When I was trying to envision, I was thinking, I I was thinking like you know some of these guys there. I was like, this could get crazy. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know what they're I don't know what they're going to make. And I was, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of a little bit surprised. Everybody went pretty traditional. They did, yeah. You they know, did. there did. wasn't any outlandish. You know, I thought, oh yeah, I thought you know, of all like Paskey might have something, some yeah. some crazy idea, or somebody might have some, yeah. you know, some really out there kind of idea. And everybody was, you know, pretty pretty yeah. pretty traditional for the most. I thought part. so too. I was. I thought it was really great. It was like what we were. I, what you know, the, I, I kind of helped pu- pull it together. You know, I, and and so when we were talking about the metrics for 
what what we're looking for in the meatloaf. It was really just came down to standard setting, not what's the weirdest, most exotic thing you can do. Right. What can you, what can you, how can you build on the thing we love? You know, use your skills that you've developed as a chef to, to build on the thing that you love. And basically you just described what we were kind of going for. Right. I took mom's meatloaf and I put demigloss on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. In Which I guess when you say it that way, it's almost like cheating, right? Yeah, kind, I of, did kind, almost of, cheat. kind of, but I mean, not really. To, but. Because yeah, because <laughs> you did exactly what we were hoping the chefs would do, which is like I said, build on the, the tradition with, with something that you've learned in your journey as a professional cook. Yeah. And making demigloss is one of those things. And you know it makes everything delicious, right? Yeah, <laughs> especially beef, especially yep. some blend of beef. So For yeah, sure. and so now folks around the city uh, can enjoy it at Picasso's. Picasso for the whole month of March. Yes, yeah. the whole month of March. Yeah, take us through like what's the dish? I mean, like obviously what we did at the contest was like a, a big old hunk of meat that everybody kind of chipped at and ate. This is going to be something a little more composed. Yeah, so we'll do the meatloaf with, sure. the, with the same sauce, but we're gonna yeah. we'll just do some mashed potatoes and, and vegetables with it. You know, perfect, pretty, pretty traditional. But. Yeah, no vegetarian version because you guys are known for vegetarian. Well, we stuff. do. We actually have a, a so vegetarian, vegetarian meatloaf. meatloaf okay, on there our you menu. go. Yeah, yeah. So you're not left out. That's right. Oh, that's so great. So Lori and I can now go. My wife is vegetarian. We can now go, and I can get my meatloaf fixed. She, I never have to talk her into going to Picasso's. That is like vegetarian central, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, but it's that it's that place that the like you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. the vegetarian can go with the uh, with the carnivore, and, that's right. and everybody has something that that they enjoy. So that's right. It's rare in in Oklahoma City. Well, let's not. Say, I mean, it has been up until maybe the last couple of years rare that a vegetarian would go into a, a full-service restaurant anyway and, and have a variety right. of things to choose from. Sure, they're always going to find one or two items, but very often it could be something like, oh, seasonal vegetables. Right. You know, like, yeah, pick three sides. Or, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she very much appreciates that, and I know the folks uh, – you know who the vegetarians around the city appreciate your dinner. Yeah, talk us t- t- talk to us about the the annual or the monthly monthly yeah, yeah. monthly veggie dinner third mm-hmm. Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. at Picasso. We do put that a, in your in your phone calendars. <laughs> so so put it on repeat. Yeah, yeah. third Tuesday of every month. Uh, we we do a fun theme. You know, every month uh, we have wine pairings that go with it. Uh, usually do you know four sometimes five courses. Uh, I said they're themed every month. I think February we did like uh, kind of played off of Valentine's a little bit, and we did duos. So we did uh, like peanut butter and jelly. I made a a peanut butter and jelly soup uh, (laughs) that was fun, and it was like you know cookies and cream and and that kind of thing. So uh, March is March veggie dinner actually falls on St. Patrick's Day. There you go. So I think Hmm, we we, yeah our our theme was kind of decided for us on that one. It just (laughs) what could that be right. So it just went in, you know, a, a plant-based, uh, yeah. you know, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Irish kind of fun thing. Plenty so. of greens. Yeah, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we do that every every month. They're a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, a different theme every time. And yeah. we, have, we have people that come and they, they make it to every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or, or and have a great following on it. So yeah, like I think there's there like a vegetarian society or group that, that frequents you guys. Yeah, yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we talked a lot about Picasso's, and, and, and obviously, if you're a meatloaf fan out there, you're absolutely going to want to get by this month. Um, but that's not the only place that you uh, that you are have your fingers in, is it? No, it's no, not. No, got a couple others. Yeah. 
uh, Oso, which opened almost, not, it'll be two years this year? Yeah, well, yeah November will be November two, two years. years. Yeah. yeah. So a few tacos over there. Yeah. How's things over at Oso these Going days? Going great. Yeah. Going great. Uh, you know, we... We're we're looking forward to the nicer weather because our yeah. restaurant size oh. doubles. Right, the yeah. patio because yeah. our patio. Yeah. If you haven't been by Oso, it has got one of the. I, I, it's got to be a top three patio in the city because it's it's sort of got like this weird like it's got shape to it. Yeah, it's not just like a like a flat spot. There's yeah. like movement and and I guess you could even walk up those stairs and eat if you wanted to. You I know, guess, yeah, if you wanted to. But yeah, it's yeah. like it's a little bit more of a almost like an outdoor clubhouse or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Uh, and, you know, we designed it, obviously, with the, lar- you know, knowing that half of our seating would be outdoors. Yeah. But but it lends the feel to that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost uh, almost kind of like being somewhere else. I mean, we, we started this thing. We do uh, postcards now. So we give mm-hmm. postcards to all our guests. And if they'll fill it out, we'll, we'll mail it for them, you mm-hmm. know, if they want to mail oh, it to cool. somebody. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, – uh, a guy actually, I was reading it this morning. A guy filled one out and said that uh, he, I mean, he lives here, but he was on vacation. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> I, I found this great place to go on vacation. And, and he's like, I, it's like I'm sitting on the beach or something, you know. There you go. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Right. Like, yeah. hey, that's exactly, that's exactly what we're going for. So, yeah, fun little, fun little taco shop, you yeah. know. Uh, nice drinks. Yeah. Serve things out of Tiki. pineapples. Pineapples and coconuts. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, all, you know, our bar program is all kind of tiki, tiki bar themed. So yeah. uh, we call it Baja Tiki. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go all the way in the, in land, out, out in a long away island when you can be on a nice shore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Frida. Frida. The Frida, Frida Complex. Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, the, that's the newer of the group. And I guess, it, it, you know, for... Humankind, it would be sort of your crown jewel, wouldn't it? For sure. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful space. Tell us, tell folks about, you know, about Frida. So, uh, yeah, Frida Southwest, we opened in July. Um, Southwest themed, Mm -hmm. uh, or I guess, yeah, Southwest themed food. um, In a, the dining room, I think is beautiful. Uh, Brian Fitzsimmons, you know, designed and did Mm -hmm. the architecture stuff. It's amazing. kind of you know a timeless design it's not trendy it's not you know trying to catch any kind of you know fashionable trends or anything it's almost timeless uh design in it and you know really i i actually sat down last night and had dinner in there for the first time myself because it's my wife's birthday so we we had dinner in there um and that's where she wanted to go so where do you want to go for your birthday and she wanted to go to frida so um but uh, Southwestern themed food. We get I get a lot of questions about what does that mean, and and not really having that type of cuisine in Oklahoma City. It's been a little bit fun because we get to we get to almost write that dialogue. Yeah. You know, Southwest to, is kind of made up anyway. Right. I mean, it's, it's a term that back in the '90s we started using for food that we couldn't really describe. Right. Right. Know, and just happened to kind of come from that direction, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I I kind of describe it for people as. As if, and this is where we drew our inspiration, but if you were to take your dinner plate and set it on a map mm-hmm. and and your plate, you know, the the western or eastern border, I guess, would be into Oklahoma mm-hmm. and going down into Mexico, you know, New mm-hmm. Me- or into old Mexico, New Mexico, right. you know, Arizona, kind of, that's your, that's your dinner plate. So that's where you're, yeah. that's the yeah. inspiration for where the food for Frida comes from is, mm-hmm. is basically in that circle. Mm-hmm. Um so what does that look like? You know, sometimes it looks like 
Mexican food. Sure. Yeah. You know, and yeah. sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Right. You know. Right. Sometimes the biggest steak on a grill. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's you know it's it's fun with that regard and we like i said getting to write that dialogue and kind of dictate what it is we're not confined to say well you can't do that because it doesn't fit well we get to decide if it fits that's nice that's kind of a nice uh, that's kind of a nice exit strategy from the whole thing it's like yeah we we are what we are yeah you know because i i believe that southwest personally i believe it's an ongoing definition yeah you know like what you guys are doing may lend itself to, to that final definition of what South is. Sure. I mean, hell, the beard just changed what Southwest is. Our, we're in the Southwest region and Texas isn't. Right, right. So, okay, I mean, that, that tells you right there that the whole thing is is a bit of a sham, but it's a sham you can kind of understand and, and, and you're just trying to help communicate an idea yeah. about a certain kind of food. And, and that's all cool. You know, it's not hurting anybody. So, yeah, have fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it okay to tell people about the secret bar? Sure, absolutely. absolutely. Tell us about the. It's not that secret. secret well, yeah. we hope not. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we designed it when we built the space uh, with a. There's a 22 seat cocktail bar mm-hmm. that's that's, I guess I guess hidden. I mean, it's hidden there, but it's you know it's also in plain sight. It's not it's not intended for you not to see it completely. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to to feel kind of hidden. But you should be able to go in. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not its not like behind a phone booth with a secret password or anything like that. But, uh, but you know, I, we, we wanted it to be, I guess, kind of a hidden bar, not necessarily a secret bar, right, but kind of hidden. Right. And then we realized after we opened, maybe we did too good of a job of that. <laughs> you did a little too well. Yeah. I had, I had some people I was texting with a friend of mine, and he had eaten at Frida three or four times. And I said something about the daily, and he goes, oh, that sounds cool. Where is it? <laughs> It was about forty feet from where you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it's like maybe maybe we need to get the word out. But it's a you know, total classic. I I always say the daily is mm-hmm. if if Don Draper you know were a were not a fictional person and around that that would be his yeah. daily drinking. He'd be, spot. he'd be snooping that place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, my dad calls it the Don Draper room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It, yeah. it is. And you can get a little food in there from from Frida, right? Yep, we yeah. serve the full Frida menu, mm-hmm. full Frida food menu in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the cocktail menu and the wine list are a little different a little on different, each side, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just kind of taking the different ambiance for each mm-hmm. place. But um, f- full Frida menu in, in both places, and so we have people that actually that want to sit in there that and have dinner, so mm-hmm. they'll reserve in there or vice versa. So. Yeah, that's another. It's got a beautiful little patio out front. Nice. Yeah. That's the the hidden kind of the hidden part because it's sort of it's kind of behind a like a veil of of like landscaping yeah you know yeah. and yeah I could see where when the especially as we're coming up on spring that's going to be an ideal place to hang out yeah. especially in the evening so yeah so yeah plenty to keep you busy yeah for sure you know sure. and and now meatloaf right yeah and meatloaf yeah. <laughs> Ryan's Championship meatloaf went on the menu at Picasso's Wednesday along with some other really cool items. Definitely want to check out the Melon DeGeneres cocktail and the Demi Tomato appetizer. That's fried green tomatoes and lobster. Hello. In the meantime, a challenge has been issued. That's right. Fried Chicken Showdown champion Jonas Favela, he won that competition back in 2019, has issued a meatloaf challenge at Parlor OKC on March 29th. He's, he's invited Parrot and six other Kitchen Brigade 405 competitors to come in with their meatloaf and compete with the seven vendors there at Parlor. They're going to do it on March 29th. They're going to sell tickets 
a one a one a pass to try all 14 samples of, of the of the meatloaves and vote for your favorite. Proceeds will go to the Chef John Benham Memorial Scholarship at UCO. So mark your calendars now. It's gonna be a great time. Drink specials, a lot of fun, a lot of people there. Come check it out. Big thanks to Ryan Parrott for joining us on Community Table today. Congratulations to him. Meanwhile, we'll see you on the 29th if we don't see you around the table.